I mean, especially in the situation that we are living in Haiti, um, I'm fully convinced this is the last year of it. Mm. Yeah, he was telling us at dinner last night, he, he's so convinced that, you know, they've been through this, enough is enough, and 2023 is the year that God is going to deliver mm-hmm. Haiti from this situation that it's in right Amen. now. And we even said, as a church, every single month on the 23rd day of that month, we're going to be calling Hope Community Church into a day of prayer mm-hmm. for Haiti. Mm-hmm. Just in like yeah. that. And yeah. so we're believing, we're believing it with them, and yes. we're going to be in it together. And so... Welcome to the Hope in Real Life podcast with Jason Gore. Our team is passionate and committed to bringing you more hope in the everyday, real areas of your life. If this conversation and content is valuable for you, please do us a favor. Like, subscribe, and even share. You never know how valuable it could be to share a little bit of hope with someone else. Let's get the conversation started. One of the ways that we find hope is to learn new ways to approach circumstances. Another way is just to hear about how others are bringing hope to the world around us. See, the world is filled with bad news, and sometimes we just need to hear the good. Let's join our second conversation with Pastor John Alix, who's bringing tons of hope to the people of Haiti. Well, hello everybody, my name is Wade Harris. Welcome to Hope in real life with Pastor Jason Gore. Oh my goodness. But he doesn't want me to call him yes, Pastor Jason, Jason Gore. <laughs> but I hope you guys are doing well. We have a special guest all the way from Haiti. Yes. yes. We have Mr. John Aleeks here with us. How you doing? If you're going to call somebody good, Pastor, good. Call, call him Pastor John Aleeks. Yeah, that's okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, we're talking about leadership today on the podcast and uh, leading through crisis. Uh, both of these gentlemen have had tremendous success leading through crisis, a lot of experience. Um, and so we're just going to talk about that today. And uh, hopefully that helps you in whatever capacity you lead uh, to feel comfortable and confident leading in a crisis. So, Jason, I'll start with you. Um, what is leadership in your eyes? Man, so big question, right? And there's a <laughs> lot of different aspects, I think, to leadership, you know, sure. whether you're talking about servant leadership Uh, whether you're talking about coaching, whether you're talking about self-leadership. But at the end of the day, when when I think about leadership, you're thinking about how do you move a group of people or or a team or yourself, right, from point A, from where you are, to point B, to where you need to be. And uh, oftentimes that's not an easy transition. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't need leaders, right? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't need coaches to help people move from point A to point B. But I think at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, is helping a group of people move from where they are to where it is that they need to be, even if it's not the most comfortable thing sure. at the moment. Sure, John Alix, what about you, Pastor? Well, actually, it's about the same thing. The only way I would put it, it's like if you take Jesus as our example, he come, but he just choose 12. Mm. It's a very small group, sure. but he impact those 12 people so they can go and then make other disciples. You know, so the, the the good leader, it's really to be able to influence people, yeah. you know, a group of people, sure. and then that will take times, you see what I mean? But to know where they are, those people, you know what, in the, their situation, what they are living and things like that. So you're trying to help them to go to the next point, like you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are some leaders that have impacted both of you guys? As I, I'm hearing you guys talk about leadership. Yeah. I said, I need to get their perspective on just 
who are some people that have impacted them? Yeah, I mean, I, I gosh, I, I can't, I can't not start without and say the the, the right answer, right? So I got to say Jesus. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And Charlize <laughs> kind of led with that out of the gate, but yeah. uh, you, you see a man that came and was willing to give everything that he had for the sake of the mission that he mm -hmm. was called up in. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's what. I know you would agree. That's what leadership yeah. really is, is being willing to empty yourself out exactly. for the group of people. A lot of people think it's about being in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what you find is it's really about emptying yourself That's out good. for those that you're called to lead. So I'll say Jesus. Um, but then after that, I'll drop down to something that, you know, I'm sure you can name all the authors and, and but. Man, I, I just had some coaches growing up. I knew that's where Goodness you were going. Goodness gracious, I, I, I think of yep. I think of Bill Devine, um, my, my my varsity football coach. Sure. I think of Jada Jeet, our defensive coordinator. I think of um, my wrestling coach, Jerry Winterton, um, at, at Cary High School. I think of my college wrestling coach, Bob Guzzo. I mean, these are men that that modeled a way and said, we're going to give everything I can give to teach you how to be a man, to sure. learn that it's not about doing what's easy, but it's doing mm -hmm. what's necessary to get where you want to go. That's good. And I think that set a foundation with me that's just been with me my whole life. That's good. Yeah. John Leakes. Well, I mean, I mean, I have a lot of people that I can say, but I can tell you that my father, one, I mean, is, I mean, one of the people really that have a lot of impact in my life, you know, especially the way that we grew up in Haiti mm -hmm. and the way that there's thing that he believes. I mean, he didn't have a good education, but he was very solid and a lot of things. So he say, hey, this is, if you want to get there, that the way you have to do it and things like that. So I follow him also as a leader. He was a leader, so I follow him as a leader. So I think probably he's the, the one that will have a lot of influence in my life. Sure. You know what I mean? But I do have some other people that do in business, in the church, mm -hmm. as pastors and things like that. They are very good people that I know that have a large influence in my life as well. That's good, that's good. Um, why do you guys think most leaders or many leaders struggle to lead during a crisis? I like that look you gave yeah. me, Jason. I like <laughs> well, here, here's, a, here's a thing that, that a lot of people don't want to hear. Sure. Um, going from where you are in life to where you need to be is not always comfortable. Sure. And uh, the hard word is most people don't want to do what's not comfortable. Mm. And uh, mm. And so I think some people would describe leadership as um, helping people move in a certain direction at a reasonable rate of change of which they can accept, right? Because if you just flip the script completely upside down, they say, no, but you got to find a way to help things change just enough that they're willing to tolerate because change is uncomfortable. Uh, when you talk about um, times of crisis, well, what happens in times of crisis? everybody's already uncomfortable. Right. Yes, right. <laughs> and so what people want to do and what we found, I think, through COVID and then coming out of COVID, because then you get comfortable doing a new set of things and you try to go back to life as it was and nobody can. Right. They don't know. That's true. And, uh, That's and so true. I think one of the most difficult things is just helping is people are already in a place where they're not comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so then yet calling them into that next step that might not be comfortable for them is all the more difficult. Um, I think that's one, if I can be so bold as to give another, uh, what I think we saw a lot, especially during COVID is we saw a lot of people that forgot that um, if you're gonna lead anybody, you've gotta lead yourself first. Mm. And I think in a time of crisis, mm. it's so easy to get caught up in, well, I gotta help over here and what's going on over here and I can't believe this circumstance has changed. And we forget like what it was that actually we do to invest in ourselves sure. to make sure that we can stay focused because 
man, if you jump in the water to save a drowning child and then you start to panic, you're not going to save anybody. And so we've got to learn how to be steady ourselves uh, in the midst of whatever's going on around us. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, I mean, I agree with you because um, as you, we we have to understand that we are all human beings. Sure. So we are not conforming to the planet and things like that. We don't have answer for everything and it's normal. You see what I mean? So, uh, and, and, and for me, why the people some, you know, they struggle with it is because sometimes they lose control and they think, well, this is what I'm going to do. And they get panic and they don't know what to do. You see what I mean? Because people want to have control. They they want to have answers. Sometimes they just look at to see how we gonna do that and things like that. So it's that way in Haiti too, not just in America. Oh, that's that, that, that the way. That the way it is in Haiti. Yeah. So, so sometimes you you know um, when something happens, and the best thing that you can do is take some time to pray. Sure. Mm. As a leader, that's good. Because that's good. I mean, I'm going to. I mean, you will lose it if you don't spend a lot of time in prayer. Right. Now, the Bible said, "Pray without ceasing," mm-hmm. or the Bible said, "Pray day and night." Mm-hmm. So, in order for you to have the peace to be able to hear from God, you know, so so you can know what you have to do and things like that. So to don't have that panic sense that people have is to be able to listen, you know, because sometimes with high leader, you don't have no one else to go. Sure. sure. But you always have God. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. But at this time, when you don't have, I mean, no one to go, you have everybody that come to you. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. And everybody's talking and then say, this is what you have to do. This is blah, blah, blah. But the best way is to take your time and listen to what God is saying. Yeah. And then so you will see, I mean, I mean, things changing. So in Haiti, we have a um, lot of things going on right now. You, you know what I mean? And, and people want the answer. What, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And I say, well, we're going to pray. What can we do? I said, we're going to pray. So I mean, so spend a lot of time in prayer. If you spend a lot of time in prayer, we spend a lot of time in the word of God, and God will give you the answer. Not what probably we think, but I can tell you that would make a big difference. That's good. Yeah, that would make a a big difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is the right time or not, but I mean, we were having dinner last night, and this is a man that like practices what he preaches or preaches what he prays or prays what he preaches. But I mean, he told me two stories last night of things that were, had the opportunity to, to, to literally people's lives were at risk wow. in Haiti. And mm. this guy says, these are the prayers that I prayed and mm. just miraculous things happen. And I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I'm talking like somebody who they were afraid of ends up in the hospital because wow. of a sickness that just jumps on them. I mean, big time stuff. And so, man, the faith that you guys have there and, um, I just want to be clear when I said, you know, do the things that you need to do as a leader. That's the spiritual answer that I really meant because you got it for it. But maybe we can get him to tell those stories well, some other time. I mean, and now I understand why you said earlier, anytime he wants to pray, he's more. <laughs> right. And make sure he's praying for you and not against you. I'm telling you, you don't want this guy praying against you. I love it. Uh, Jason, you mentioned earlier the pandemic and obviously like that presented challenges for every leader who was leading anything during that time. But there was something else you said that I think um, warrants us diving a little deeper into this, and that's taking care of yourself during the time of the crisis. How did you guys personally, how did you guys manage that that process in your personal lives, leading through that that crisis, but then also 
taking care of yourselves yeah. during that season. Pastor, would you want to take this one first? Yes, I mean, um, like for example, myself, you know, in those situations, you know, like I said, you, you make sure that you're taking care of yourself, which mean for me, make yourself that, I mean, I know I, for example, I eat very healthy. Sure. Yeah. You, you see what I mean? And I listen, taking care of myself, taking care of my family, mm. make sure that they are doing okay, not mm. because we have, I mean, maybe thousands of people that, I mean, panic because we have COVID and things like that, but you make sure that you're taking care of yourself. There's a lot of other places um, you, you're trying to help. For example, with the COVID, we tell them you wash your hands. Yeah. You, know, you do that, you do that, but you make sure that, I mean, you teach them, which means you should know to do that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, now yeah. you, you, are, you know that, so they know how to do it too. Sure. as well so sure. you're taking care of of yourself so it's not just say hey go do that and then you 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 touch them and then you make sure that you you have the equipment to use for yourself and then you mm-hmm. can help other people you know to in that situations mm-hmm. you, you know what i mean so your health is very important like me i make sure that i wake when i wake up in the morning i go to walk you know for a couple miles is in the mountain. I like to do that anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You, you know what I mean. But I always have time to go back in my office on time. Sure. You know what I mean. But when I do that, I taking care of myself. Or maybe I do some sure. ex- ex- exercises at home, which yeah. is really good. But hey, I can I can teach other people. I can take care of other people. I can take care of my staff very well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I could I could not agree more. I mean, there's no getting around it. Like we're we're spiritual mental, emotional, physical beings, right? Mm-hmm. It all yeah. goes together. And to pretend like we don't need to address each one of those things um, is really silly. I mean, I, you have people, I'm sure you do as a pastor, they come to you and say, hey, I'm struggling with this in my life and I feel depressed and I run down and you say, okay, let's talk about some things in your life. Like how, how, how you getting good sleep? Sure. Well, no, I'm probably staying up too mm. late working and I'm doing, okay, and let's talk about what you eat. Well, life's really fast, so I'm eating fast food all the time. And okay, and then, what about, uh, well, and the truth is, after my kids go to bed, I feel like I just need to sit down and have a couple drinks every night. I'm, I'm not saying you can't have a drink. I'm just saying, how odd is it that we'll sit down and go to a pastor or to a counselor or to a friend and say, I just want my life to be better. Mm-hmm. But there really are practical things that we can do it's to good. make our life better, it's but good. we don't do them. So you ask me, you know, what I do. I mean, I've, I regularly, twice a year, stop and say, okay, what am I doing for my physical health? Mm-hmm. What am I doing for my mental and emotional health? What am I doing for my spiritual health? And I put a plan in place for each one of those things. And I say I do it twice a year because that's about how long it takes for me to probably stop doing what I was supposed to be doing <laughs> six months ago. And so then I go back and I usually end up hitting a reset. And for sure. some people that might be three months, it might be one week, it might be a day. But it is, it's things like that. It's, I mean, even in the last year, my wife would tell you, I, I've actually changed the way that I train physically. Mm. I've even changed the way that I eat. And, but by God's grace, what is most people wouldn't have said a year and a half ago, I was unhealthy. But I can tell you the small changes that I made. I don't know if it's okay to say this on here, but like drinking a little bit less, um, <laughs> eating uh, a little bit more grains, sure. eating a little bit more fruit, a little bit less meat, um, up in the cardio, a little bit less time in the weights, introduce myself to yoga a little bit more. Mm. Stuff like that makes a huge difference. It really does. And, and, and this is just me giving the practical side. Everybody would expect us to say, like, unless you're spending time in prayer, 
yeah. and engage in God's word, yeah. you're going to struggle. But man, there's real well, things that we've got to address if we want to be healthy. But I, I mean, one thing like during the COVID also because um, in in Haiti, this in Haiti, we have a lot of um, they tell you this is what you have to drink and things like that. But we have some herbs in Haiti. Mm. You just make some tea. I mean, not not herb that would make you. It's a different kind of herb. Okay. <laughs> not that herb. <laughs> not that herb. At first, I was like, wait a minute. No, not that herb. Not in Colorado. Let me let me say. Usually, uh, it's it's the taste is not really good. <sighs> sure. But the thing that will I mean help you, it's really so. Since since I still in my house every day, I drink some tea. Mm. Yeah. 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 And like I said, it's not for the taste. Sure. But it's for you, for your own body. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's really good for you, you know. But the thing is that the way that my father, my grandfather, that the way they used to do things, and we stopped. And then so now we get all those things. So now we have to go back <laughs> to the roots of things. And then so now we're doing much more better. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. um, on a little bit more of a serious note, uh, there's a lot of things going on in Haiti right now mm -hmm. um you've obviously been in heavy communication with our church about these things talk with you briefly uh before we got on the air just to kind of get your mm -hmm. personal perspective on what is going on I, I would just love for you to share with people what's going on currently in haiti and how you're doing leading through that well i mean i mean it would take us like forever like, yeah. to, to to tell people what's going on in haiti mm -hmm. basically I, i'm going to see how if we can Cut it like it. We have we, we have a country where we have um, politi politicians, people who are involved in politics. Yeah, you know those people. You know they see themselves and their family. Mm -hmm. They don't see the country. They don't mm -hmm. see the communities. They don't mm -hmm. see you know. So they don't care about school or roads or I mean hospital and things like that. You know they will take everything just for them in their country. And then you having the rich people in Haiti. They are very greedy. They always want to, you know, to have more and things, to make more money and things like that. They are very corrupt. So which means, for example, the custom department is supposed to make a lot of money. I mean, they will own that, uh, the custom department, yeah. which mm. means they will put the prices on things. Mm. You, you, you know what I mean? So, so now we have gangs, a lot of gangs in Haiti, and Paul Prince. And Paul Prince, we have a lot of gangs. So, I mean, like, I mean, before I come here, I receive a message and my business is closed down right now. Wow. Yeah, right now. So really, so, and I mean, the reason why, like I said, it's really spiritually, when people think about it, the Bible said, you know, the first one would love God and love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. This is it. And then, but us, we want to take everything for ourselves. We don't think about the other person. Mm -hmm. So that's what, that's why we having what we are having in Haiti. You know, the, that's a big crisis. People are dying. I mean, we have sort, I mean, shortage of fuel and everything. Sure. So, and for us as Christians, so we pray for God to, to to help us to know what to do. But at the same time, we pray against that evil spirit. You know, so because we want people to love. So we don't. I don't have against anything against them. I have things against the evil spirit. Yeah. Not against the people, but against that evil spirit yeah, that make them do those things. And that's why Agape is a church in Petron Villarreal where we have about one million people. So mm -hmm. we, we will make the difference. We will preach the gospel. Yeah. They will get saved. 
You, you see what I mean? Amen. They will Amen. get saved and we will have another country. So our vision is we want to reach the community to change the country. Mm-hmm. That's the way we want to do it. Mm-hmm. So then that's why we have a lot of small groups inside of the community. Mm-hmm. So even though we cannot have church, but we do have this small group inside of the community. Yeah. Basically, we always have church. People yeah. don't understand that. We always, right. because it's not a building. There you go. You know, Come it on. is the people. That's right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I can always talk to my neighbor. I can yeah. always talk to my friends. Yeah. I can yeah. always share a lot of messages to my to my other people. So that the way we help end that problem. And I believe that the way God will help us to I mean, finish with that situation that we are in in Haiti. I know a lot of people listen to this, but might not be necessarily connected with Hope mm-hmm. Community Church. And and I just so I just want to highlight what you said there. You said we want to reach the community and change the country. Yes. And um, and so much of that heartbeat is exactly. I mean, our vision here mm-hmm. at Hope is to reach the triangle and change the world. And I think that's why that partnership has been yes. so easy and so natural over mm-hmm. the years, is because it's really the same mission and vision, just in a different country sure. and, um, mm-hmm. man but the way you're doing that in the in light of what's going on in that country is incredible jason let me let me let me ask you this as you guys have known each other for years right we talked about that in the last yeah. episode with dawn you guys have known each other for years done a lot of ministry um as a fellow leader because you know leadership can be lonely at times when you see what's going on there and you hear some of these stories just going through your, you know, just kind of leadership thing, how do you decide when and where to jump in and how to support hmm. a brother who's going through the things that he's going through in his country? Yeah. I mean, first off, I feel like I even need to say, like, it's it's funny. What I'm sitting, you know, we're doing this podcast, we're on this set, and, uh, it, you know, we kind of threw together. But it, it, it to even be talking about leadership in the same conversation as this man, to me, it, it's incredibly humbling because of what this guy's led through. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a guy that if the Bible was still being written today, his he's name, would, he's in it, period. In it. And um, so um, so it's even odd a little bit for me to say, so how do you know how to support and that type of thing? <laughs> but having said that, God does what God does. And, and what I, I think what I would say is, I think, so it was 2011, I think was my first trip to Haiti. Yes, and, uh, yes. with, uh, with Help One Now, great nonprofit. If you guys don't know Help One Now and you're listening, check them out. Um, but I went down on a trip with them and, and met John and there. And I thought, man, this is a guy. And, you know, there was no Agape Church at that mm-hmm. point, right? But I thought, man, mm-hmm. this is a guy that's given his life to change in this country from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, the relationship develops and we do different things and we engage in partnering together to plant this church and different things. But to answer your question, like, how do you know how to support? I think in leadership like this, it really does come down to relationship mm-hmm. and it comes down to trust. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's not many people on the planet that I would trust wow. more than this man. And wow. when this guy comes to me and says, hey, um, this is what's going on in our country. This is what I think our needs are. We kind of turn to God and say, God, do we have the ability to help him meet the needs? Because let's be honest, I mean, where we are in the triangle is a little bit more affluent than in Haiti right now. Mm-hmm. And so um, that doesn't mean more spiritually rich, but it mm-hmm. might mean financially. And so if we have the means to help, then Absolutely, let's do it. But I mean, it's kind of, it's like I use the analogy, if I go home to my wife at the end of the day and she's had a tough day and she says, hey, I need you to do, get the kids out of the house before I do something that I regret <laughs> and I need you to feed them dinner and I need you to do this. Um, it, 
Like, I don't just stop and say, well, I don't know. Let me think about it. Let's talk about it. Did you really do the best job as a mom <laughs> today or did you? Um, because I want to stay married. And But, I mean, man, that's what it comes down to. It's yeah, a level of trust. And you just know this guy's labored well. He's labored, labored faithfully. He's asking for some things. We're going to find a way to partner with him. That's good. Yeah. Um, both of you as leaders are experiencing some challenges. We all do. It's just, it's a part of leadership. Uh, what do you feel like God is, is telling you right now, speaking to you right now, and you guys' hearts as you lead through the things you're leading through? Your families, obviously church, ministry, businesses, those types of things. What do you feel God is telling you in this season? I'm gonna I mean, you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, especially in the situation that we are living in Haiti, um, I'm fully convinced this is the last year of it. Mm. Yeah, he was telling us at dinner last night. He, he's so convinced that, you know, they've been through this, enough is enough, and 2023 is the year that God is going to deliver mm -hmm. Haiti from this situation that it's in Amen. right now. And we even said, as a church, every single month on the 23rd day of that month, we're going to be calling Hope Community Church into a day of prayer mm -hmm. for Haiti. Mm -hmm. Come on. Just in light yeah. of that. Come on. And yeah. so Come we're, on. Believing, we're believing it with them, and yes. we're gonna be in it together, and so. Um, so that's 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 for you, huh? For yep. for mm -hmm. there's so many things, you know. But sure. I think I think for me right now, what what I believe that God is saying to me to say to His people and to say to the world is, um, it, it's so easy right now to look at the brokenness and the challenges that are going on around us and to just rest in that, and um, just to sit there uh -huh. in that brokenness and potentially uh -huh. even in a state of depression or in a state of, man, I guess this is just the way that it's gonna be. I think what God is saying to me, uh, to say to our church, to say to our world is like, man, that's not abundant life. Okay. Jesus came and said that, that, that I on. came, that you would have life and that you would have abundantly. He didn't say there is an enemy that comes to steal, mm -hmm. kill and destroy, sure. but that's not the life that I came to set. And so there is something greater. And so you have a choice because the mind is a powerful thing. That's what the Bible says. We have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. mind. You cannot sit in this any longer. And I get it. Like COVID happened. The world changed. We don't want to go back to the way it was. We got to go back to the way it was. Politics, it, whatever. Fine. But do you want to sit in that or do you want to recognize the hope that Jesus came to set in motion to have for you for your life? And you have to make a decision, a tangible choice, which one you're going to live into. Sure. And I think it's hope. Sure. That's good. Yeah. Um, what advice, we'll end with this. What advice do you have for leaders who are leading through crisis right now? They tuned into this podcast because they said, hey. I need to I need to get some wisdom on this. I'm gonna get your pen and let him go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's uh, like I said. I think um, you know they have to understand the the true peace is only God that can give it. Sure, sure, sure. So really, it's my advice for them to look for that, mm -hmm. and then I mean, willing to spend a lot of time in prayer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really believe in what the Bible says. Mm. Not just read it, but mm. practice it. Sure. 
Yeah. So, um, so this is, you know, don't worry about things because that will not do us anything. Yeah. But make sure that we put our trust in God and know that he is capable that's good. to help us that's good. in whatever situations. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I, I would say two things. And, you know, in this podcast, Hope in Real Life, you know, we try to make sure that it's actually practical for anyone, regardless of where they are on their mm-hmm. spiritual journey, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to take a swing at, at both of those. The first is, though, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it, it's absolutely right. It, leading through crisis, and I kind of hinted at earlier, but you better make sure you're taking care of yourself. You better mm-hmm. make sure that you're on level ground. And I mean, but even in all those practical things we mentioned earlier, eating right, exercising, all that's important. But the Bible even says like physical training is of some value, <laughs> but let's make sure, let, let me paraphrase here. Let's make sure we're handling things appropriately on the spiritual side Amen. in prayer and in reading God's word. And then if we're talking about leading inside the church, I would say in the world right now, there's so many traditions that, that, that people place on the church and that pastors place on themselves and them and on their churches because this is what the church has always been. Some of which in today's world and culture might not be that helpful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we've got a world that's looking at the church saying, I don't know what you if what you guys have always done is all that relevant at bringing hope, at bringing peace, at bringing restoration. And the reason that is, is we've probably gotten too tied to our traditions as opposed to what you just said, Pastor. What does the Bible say? And what does the Bible call us into as followers of Jesus? So I would say leading through crisis, leading in the world right now is a, is a, is a church leader. Um, man, you better get in God's word and figure out how to apply that to what's going on in our world right now. If I just were talking leadership broadly, um, the one thing I would say that I'm seeing right now is people around us are less and less concerned with somebody that can talk about something. Mm. And um, they want to see somebody that can be about something. Amen. And so rather focusing on just talking a good game, like who is actually willing to get in alongside of the people that God's called you, go back to where we started to move from point A to point B and actually get in the trenches and serve alongside them, roll up your sleeves, get your boots dirty a little bit and then walk with them from where it is that you are to where it is that you're trying to head. That's good. Love this stuff, man. This was an honor to be here with both of you today. John Alix, thank you again, my brother. Thank you're you. You're welcome, man. Always, yes, right. Jason. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Okay, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Hope in Real Life podcast. If this content was valuable for you, don't forget, like, subscribe, share. You never know how important it could be to bring a little hope into someone else's life. Uh, There's even a place here for you to comment. We would love to hear from you and hear your feedback. Until next time, let's keep sharing hope.